Let's talk about what's possible when you begin showing up, knowing that this is not about you. I've got Susan Hay on episode 84 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I am on a recorded and produced hip-hop album that we recorded back in college. Oh, what a career I had. Today on the show, we've got Susan Hay. Me and Suze talk a little bit about hip-hop, but we really talk about all things business growth, living with intentionality, living the dream life, and most importantly, showing up knowing that this is not about you. Suze is a podcaster, community builder, mindset thought leader, and NLP business coach. She wholeheartedly believes that when we rise together, we always get there faster and with the better memories of the journey too. Suze is a business growth expert. She has a lot of energy and a whole lot of experience to bring to us today. You are going to love this conversation. If you are looking for A, a little bit of insight onto why Jay-Z is such a good storyteller, B, on hearing a phenomenal story of feeling less than worthy, let's say, how about maybe at the bottom of the worthiness bucket and climbing out of that to find confidence to build your own life. And finally, you're going to love this conversation if you are wondering really how to show up on Instagram or any social media, how to show up with clear intentionality. That's what we cover in this conversation together. You are going to love it. I'm so grateful for Susan and the energy that she brings. Now, here's my conversation with Susan Hay. Suze, how are you doing today? Oh my gosh, living the dream, like truly just so happy to be here. And I just got off of a coaching call, you know, like truly living the dream. Living what dream? Like the dream that you imagined? And if so, how long ago? Yeah, the dream, air quotes, the dream, right? You, you know, we, we always hear about like the dream life. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, today feels, I actually just put it up on my Instagram. Like I'm alive. I have air in my lungs. Like it's such a simple thing, but it's like, mm, just like gratitude, you know? Is So, okay. Let's just dive into this. Let's play with this a little bit Let's because I love it. Yeah. Cause you're like, ah, I'm living the dream. It sounds yeah. like such a great hashtag that put it on tattoo it on your lower back or put it on your bumper sticker. I don't know, but yeah, like the, the dream is different for you than it is for me. And at this yeah. point you just defined the dream by being grateful for the air that I have to breathe. Yeah. I mean, it does expand upon that. Like, like I said, like I'm alive, you know, I'm here. I've got air in my lungs. Like I've got two healthy children, uh, you know, but as, as I said, I was on a coaching call before I hopped on with you and I'm just looking at these women and just like feeling like, whoa, like Mm -hmm. four years ago, I was still doing that, you know, and I owned a brick and mortar. And so now I just feel like so much freedom and flexibility in my life. And that feels like the dream to me, you know, to be able to make a living and create a living for myself and beyond by serving others and having freedom and flexibility at the same time is like, I just think it's so, it's so interesting to then. And we'll, I'm sure we'll dig this up as we kind of do unpack your story here of like, what does that specifically, when did that start to develop and, and how did you think of that? But to take a second and just say, yeah, I'm living the dream. Well, what dream? Well, the dream, like, yeah, my, schedule today the the effort that i went through today is something that i i actually could only go so far as to dream of but yeah. you said 4 years ago right 6 yeah. 16 years ago how far back do you need to go until you you whether it's you or those listening go yeah this this today was merely a concept not so long ago. 
Yeah. And I think if I could add to that, I think that we, there's a great book called the gap and the gain by Dan Sullivan. He talks about this. I think a lot of us get caught up in comparison and watching what other people are bringing to life or what they've Mm. accomplished when oftentimes we can just come back to what have I accomplished? Who cares what everybody else is doing? Who cares if maybe it does feel like a failure in my life right now because a launch didn't go well, or this didn't go well let's, let's zoom out a little bit. Where was I a year ago? Where was I three years ago? However far out you need to zoom to see how far you've come is really the secret. And I think I I was just talking about this the other day as well is like, I, I, I feel like a lot of that comparison and where we get caught up is a little bit unintentionally. We're trying to, we're almost trying to figure out somebody else's story. So like we jump into their story in like chapter 22 Right. 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 And, and we're like, oh man. Okay. Well to get here, they must have blank, 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 blank. And we start to try to fill to backfill their story for them and assume, of course, our automatic assumption is they had it easier or in some way they did something that I can't do. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, and I think what's so interesting about that, Alex is like before social media, you know, we didn't always see behind the scenes of people's lives, but social media gives us more access to that today, you know, but even like, we don't see the full story, you know, like we just don't. And even in my own life, or, I mean, I would say 2022, 2022 has been like full of highs and lows. Like I've definitely had some moments that have felt like failure and it's hard to show that to the world. Like, Mm-hmm. For me, I'm a pretty vulnerable person, but you know, there's a fine line between being like a Debbie Downer. And so people don't always see the valleys. Yeah. They see the peaks, you know, and that's what they extract from the story. And then this is it's just what you said is is yeah, we don't see the whole story. So when I only see you up at the peak, right. You know, what I'm kind of trying to process here is is our reaction seems to be how do they get there? And then I make that up in my mind. And, and that, that is a, a tiresome effort, maybe at best and, and completely debilitating at worst when, when I fill in your story. And again, it's, it's better than mine for some reason. Yeah. So here you are living the dream, living the dream. (laughs) Let's, Let's celebrate this. This is good. I, um, I'm, I'm so excited to dive into this. And I mean, I could ask you about all kinds of things. I could dig in and I could get your expertise and your wisdom on all things business and starting a business. And we'll get into why that is. Um, But first, do you want to talk a little bit about someone you said was your favorite storyteller? One of your favorite storytellers out there is Jay-Z, the man himself. Uh, Tell me about that. Cause I, I love this. I, I, I'm just so interested in, in how, yeah, just, just bring me into that. I was not, let's just say this. I did not expect that yeah. from, from you yeah. and maybe a lot of people wouldn't. So open that up. I think, you know, for me, when I think of stories, I think of books, right? So when you, you know, that, yeah. when you ask that question, it's like, I think of books and to be honest with you, I haven't been a book nerd for most of my life. So a lot of people will go back to the classics, right? I can't really recall those to you. I do read a lot now. I try to read a couple of books a month, but the first thing that came to my mind, music, I feel like is such an incredible storytelling medium because it just hits our senses, like so many different senses, right? Like it's auditory. Like I just got back from Coachella. Like if you're live at music, you're feeling it in your whole body. You're Mm -hmm. getting the energy of the crowd, but Jay-Z in particular, like the, the, his pathway, his journey to success and, and where he's at today has been pretty incredible. Like where he's come from. Also, I'm a hip hop girl, like to the core. So I don't know if that was like the unexpected piece for you. Yeah. But, but I've always been like all about hip hop, never kind of rock. I just love the way he tells stories through his lyrics, you know, and it's not just like, like pop where you like memorize the lyrics, like you lean in and listen to what he's saying. And he's telling a story of what he's overcome. And I think Mm -hmm. I just love kind of like the grittiness that comes with hip hop storytelling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some of it's like a little bit like, okay, 
what, sure. what is that? Yeah. You know, but I think he, he's just truly an artist and I think he's just done a great job. And then, you know, the beats, are, the beats are just icing on the cake. Yeah. Right. That's just the, that's the way to get it, to deliver it to you. This is yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, it's incredible. I love it. I I think that yeah, there is obviously there's this lyrical master mastership. I don't know what that is of of like just being able to, which clearly I don't have, um, of being able to uh, to piece that together. And it just even thinking, yeah, when you compare songs, you're like, it's not just a pop song where it's like, hey, that's a catchy beat, and like, oh, this is this is our love story. But there's something there's something that we get to recognize when an artist has put their whole self into this. But I also think about like, think about how valuable our time is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so many of us, I feel like get caught up in trying to use too many words to say what we need to say. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like, you know, a a Jay-Z song is just like, so honoring of our most, at least my most valuable asset, my time that I can digest that story. And the thought that goes into saying that story in, in a short or a set amount of words, it's like almost like what I would consider short form mm-hmm. storytelling. Wow. Oof. That's good. I'm all about the short form storytelling. Yeah. You know, the 27 second story is something I really leaned into because of that, because mm-hmm. we, we think that stories, especially my life story, well, that's going to be a 500 page biography and it could be no less. I just had, I just asked somebody on Instagram, you know, my, often my question is, oh, yeah, what's your story? Like, why do you do what you do? And somebody answered that the other day with this, like, I think it was, what did I count? 13 messages, which were basically a paragraph each, like all written out and like, sure. I mean, the guy wants to tell me everything and right. so be it. And I said, wow, that is, <laughs> my response was, wow, that is a lot. <laughs> And he's like, you need yeah, to get into a coaching session with me, sir. <laughs> exactly. <He's laughs> with, like, you. with you, Alex. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, and that's the short version. I was like, well, respectfully, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just felt like such an ass, but, but it's true because you can, you don't, just because we have all the words doesn't mean we need to use all the words. And I, I think what you're drawing at there is when somebody is able to take a large concept and make it small, that's what makes them the true master. That's what makes them an artist in their field. Yeah. yeah, truly, truly. So how are you? How do you see this? I mean, let's let's here's a segue. Take big concepts and bring them small, make them compact, make them succinct, make them clear. Why do you care about this? What is it that when you talk about your most precious resource being your time? Why does this all show up in your life? What's the main work that you're bringing to the world now that is I guess I'm saying this must be some outpouring of all of those beliefs that are within you, but what's the main thing that you're doing today? Well, I, you know, I'm a business growth coach. So I work with female entrepreneurs or women that are starting businesses. And so I just know like the modern world is busy. We're all busy. You know, I mean, I think, um, uh, oh shoot, I forget her name. She's a marketing guru, but she says we have the attention span of a goldfish, you know, yeah. and I spend a lot of time on Instagram. That's where I meet a lot of my, the women that I work with. And so I just, I, I'm, it's partly coming from me talking about studying analytics and watching that engagement go down every 15 seconds of a story slide that people are engaging, they drop off, you know? So yeah. I've really kind of tuned into telling figuring out how to say the message that I need to say in the least amount of words, taking up the least amount of time as possible from people. Oh, okay. That was actually going to be like the intro of like, let's get into your story. But uh, I'm going to pause on that for a second because I, I want to lean into this because as you say that you're watching analytics, people are frustrated by this. This is as, as you just said that that's that exact thing. I yeah. know that people are listening to this and going like, oh, yeah, so frustrating. I talk for three minutes. And by the last one, there's only eight people watching when it started with yep. 80. Yep. Right. And it's just a frustrating thing. It's just something that we get upset. So then you say, well, yeah, okay. If that's the reality, I'm going to say it shorter. What I said in three minutes or whatever, 12 slides, I'm going to say in one or two. Mm-hmm. 
Is that an easy thing for you to do to shrink that idea down? Well, I think the question that we have to ask ourselves is what is the feeling? What is the action that I want people to take on the other side of my message? And if we ask Mm -hmm. ourselves that question, it allows us to get rid of all the fluff and there's room for fluff. Mm -hmm. Like there's room for fluff too, but let's, if we're talking about specifically like, you know, if we're using Instagram as a platform for messaging, you could do a a photo where you're playing into the muscle memory of people and allowing them to tap along and you could expand on the fluff in written word. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you, you take your potent message the, the compelling message that you want to share with people. And you're going to do that in video where people can t- connect to the mm. tone in your voice, where they can connect to the emotion that they're picking up from you, right? Your expressions. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, to me, like the art of being able to use all the different mediums, like written word with a, with a photo and then video with tone and emotion. I just, it's so fascinating how like this thing, again, to come back to that reaction that initially might be frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is a frustrating thing. And you're like, yeah, but I'm going to play with that. And actually I'm going to learn how to, to use that almost that, that down downward arc of the, um, the engagement and play with things to see, okay, what can I do to, to work with that? And as you're saying, it's not just about speak louder. It's no speak more intentionally. Yeah. And in fact, speak only when it's most necessary. And what if we even slowed down our speaking? Mm. You know, I mean, the, I'm sure that you you get geek out about this all the time with storytelling because mm-hmm. <laughs> we, there's just so many different ways that we can draw people in. It could be a facial expression because most people are watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, any platform. TikTok, YouTube, anywhere you're telling stories, most people are listening on silent. So what are you going to do to get them to come off of silent and tune into you, you know, facial expressions, like, you know, there's just so many different ways that we can play with it to tell stories. And I'm sure I've seen your videos of you on stage. I've seen, I've heard the inflection in your voice and the way that you carry people on a journey as your storytelling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the, yeah, you're right. This is where I geek yeah. out. This is like, <laughs> rain me in here if I get going. Yeah. Uh, but this is, uh, this is where it gets, it, it gets fun. And for those, again, the, the person who's frustrated about the three minutes and is like, well, I can't condense this down to 15. I simply can't condense this down to 15 seconds. I think what I hear you saying is what's the point? What's that main action that you want someone to take? And if that's all that you say, use your platform to say that. Exactly. That's the potency. You know, that's what people are going to hear and remember. If we start our story with like what we had for breakfast and, hey, I'm just popping Uh on here and I've Mm -hmm. had a few questions. Like I used to do all of those things, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all, Mm -hmm. it's all filler. It's all fluff. People are, have already moved on. So how can we just be more, you know, intentional with what it is that we want to share with people? It's so good because I find myself doing this. I have a very clear, like when I'm at my best, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I I show up and I start with a, Hey, if you're like me, then you're feeling this today. And that is me jumping into, and then I'm probably going to tell a really little story and then I'm going to get to my point. And then like, I break down this whole message in a minute or you know, shorter Mm -hmm. if need be. And when I'm not in that state, I find myself showing up and going like, Hey, how's it going? Happy Tuesday. Uh, man, right. I am just feeling, and you're right. There's a place for that where people get to know us, but if we really got something to say, then say it and, and say it with intentionality, which I think as we're saying is what you really respect about what Jay Z does. I will say, this is what I have uh, really grown to respect about as I see you showing up yeah, on your Instagram uh-huh, specifically, uh-huh. there's a really clear message and mm-hmm. focus that you bring and, and an attract what that is, is an, then it causes an attractiveness towards following along, listening more, seeing what you're bringing. What can I learn from you? When I know that you've put something into this, when you know what you're saying, I trust you to say more. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I do want to add to that. There is a place for the other stuff too. We just, that needs to be just a smaller Mm -hmm. slice, you know? And I, I, as I was listening and to myself talk and you talk, I'm kind of remembering that I'm even in a place with my storytelling and messaging where it's like, wait, I haven't been giving people as much of the personal side of my life. And I got into this Mm -hmm. belief recently where I didn't have a lot of exciting things happening, which a lot of the women that I coach, they, they have that belief. And so I just kind of uncovered that recently and was like, okay, how are you going to start peppering more of your day-to-day life back in again? So people can see like the behind the scenes, you know, the stuff that I may think is simple, but that woman who's out there, you know, who just left the nine to five and is building a brand new business. She needs to see the freedom of me getting up at 12, you know, noon in the day and just going and taking a walk because I can, you know, or the images from Coachella a couple of weeks ago when I was there, like living my best life with my friends. Mm -hmm. I'm sensitive to it. Mm -hmm. Let's say because I think that's it is people don't share anything because they don't think that it's exciting right. enough. Right. And I think what I hear you saying is, you know, what's exciting is being able to go on a walk. Yeah. A, a, a leisurely stroll is a gift. Truly. <laughs> like this, this is exciting today. And showing that sharing that is maybe just exactly what we need. Yeah. I guess the question is, what can we share? The question that I have always is, what can I share with my dream clients that are out there watching and waiting for the right time to work with me? What can I share with them today about my actualized outcome that will Mm -hmm. excite them, that will inspire them, that will motivate them, that will attract them in to what I'm doing and bring them a little bit closer? I think, okay, so this is it. And this is where we're going to get in because this is where you're so brilliant as a business growth coach and, and helping people in this. Um, the focus there was how can I, by showing this, help them feel something. There's this focus where your, your product, your material, your story, it's about them. So it might look like it's about you sharing your journey from Coachella. Hey, look at me. I had a great time, but no, no, you're thinking, how will this help them? hundred percent. I'm all, I'm 99% of the time thinking about that. Yeah. That I think is one of the most significant differences between people who use social media for business and, and inspiration Mm -hmm let's say, and, and, and to help people versus those that are a little bit confused or lost in it, not really sure what it is and why they're, why they're on there. And especially if they're growing a business with it, with that, it's about making that shift. Would you agree? hundred percent to focus. This is for them. Yeah. It's if you, if you're doing any sort of messaging and marketing out to the world, it doesn't matter what platform you're on. It is not about you the, your dream client mm. is the star. They, that, that is the person when you're creating content, um, that you should always be thinking about. And, you know, when I started using social media for my business, I struggled with that because, and I still probably have some family members, although not many, to be honest with you. I mean, that are like, what is she doing? Like, what, what is right. this? Who, who is she? But yeah. they don't quite understand that I'm not on Facebook trying to like show my high school friends, you know, what's happening all these years later, this is truly personal connection with my dream clients and with women who may not ever become my dream clients, but might be impacted by something that I say. What is that impact? If you can help them, either there's somebody scrolling through your stuff or somebody that you specifically work with, they're involved in one in in your mastermind and in your, your, or your membership or your programs, they're then done or they get an experience with you and then they're impacted in some way. What is that impact? What do you want them to feel? Well, I'm not going to say this in the few amount of a few amount of word as possible, but I want to say like, I help women with their systems, with their strategies. I help them Make sure that they don't leave money on the table when they build out that brand ladder. Like I love, 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 love those things. But the most potent thing that I could ever like give to another woman is that aha moment of like confidence and empowerment and a remembering of who the F she is and what's possible Mm -hmm. for her. So it's this confidence of like, 
wait, I've been operating off of this belief system that was passed down to me over years from other people. That's not my belief system. Like what if I could, what if I could, why not me? And I would say that's probably the biggest impact. I was just reading a book that was talking about this, the difference between a commodity and a product. And it sounds like the, the commodity that you're selling is systems yes. and, and approaches and, you know, at all these things, the product that, that you're giving these people, the feeling mm-hmm. is confidence. Yes. hundred percent. Remembering who the F you yeah, are. Yeah. hundred percent. Didn't know if I could cuss on your show. So I kept it PG. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with it. Remember who the fuck right, you are. Right. How do you, where does that begin for you then? Where does that, that idea for you, if that, I mean, that is clearly how you're showing up right now, yeah. not to feed into read into that. Is that how you feel right now? Is that how you feel when you show up on this show in your business? Yes. Is that how you feel? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? I'm human. I have my moments of doubt too. Like I've already alluded to like a, a roller coaster of a year, um, from like a loss and, uh, you know, family loss, business loss, like all of those things. Um, so I have moments too, where new belief systems show up for me, you know, um, I have things like that, that creep up, but it's the awareness that brings me back to, and, and some tools that I use in my life that bring me back to, you know, who the fuck I am. Like mm-hmm. I'm a badass mama yeah. jamma and I'm here to like serve people <laughs> and like, nothing's going to hold me back from doing that. Mama jamma. <laughs> So, so, okay. You showing up in that spirit, this is where, okay, let's draw back now and and let's bring this forward. And we've spent a bunch of time here just because I, I love, I love just talking with you and picking these parts out and really zoning in on something you say so easily, mm-hmm. but like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you, we just need to draw attention to that. This is what I, I really appreciate about you so far is just dropping these nuggets seemingly without even knowing it, but it's, it's just there. Where does this begin for you this idea of confidence this idea of of i mean who do you when you think of remembering who the, who i am who the f i am who who was that oh goodness who were you this is such a good question and i hope it doesn't get like too out there for your listeners but some of the most profound work that i've been introduced to has been inner child work and i have this image yeah, of baby. me i have this uh, photo of me it's actually my bookmark for all the books that i read little Suze, you know, she was like seven Mm. years old. It's a picture of me on stage. I I used to dance just so magnetic, just so beautiful, not giving a care in the world about Mm -hmm. cellulite or body image stuff, or would I look stupid on stage? What if I missed a dance move? Right. And I see so much of that in my boys. They remind me, they bring me back to that, but you know, along the way, part of my story was having that goodness conditioned out of me by some of my family members who were obsessed with perfection and the way we looked and beauty being Mm. such an important part of that. My dad was a, a bodybuilder. My mom was always on a diet, my mom and my granny. And so over time Mm -hmm. that got conditioned out of me to the point where I was told at one point that I look like a walrus in a two piece and that nobody would want to look at that at the pool. Now, looking back, I looked beautiful. I looked amazing, but that magnetic Mm -hmm. part of me disappeared and had disappeared. And so ultimately what happened is, you know, I was, I'm not going to tell you how old I am because I don't do that, but let's just say many, many years later, I was still wearing a beach cover up by the pool, ready to burst into flames. And I didn't want anybody to see my body. So I would just rather be miserable in my beach cover up. And so I had to have this moment of facing that fear and overcoming that and facing the beast and breaking through. Is this like, there's the, okay, obviously I am, I'm a white male and, and go through my own, whatever I've been through, but it's with, with, as I've gone through this life. I, and I was a youth pastor, right? Like I, I hanging out with teenagers a lot and all the ups and downs and all the narratives that go with that and coaching them through the stories that they feel they, they tell about themselves, the stories they tell about each other. As you explain this about being a seven-year-old on stage, feeling free, feeling magnetic, feeling like you're shining, absolutely not a care in the world. And then 
you start to, did you start to, I guess the question is that I'm asking again from where I sit, how quickly was that visual of yourself? How quickly did that shift in your mind where you started to see yourself differently based on what you heard or assumed others thought of you? Does Going back, you know, to then, is that a fair question? Yeah. I mean, listen, I loved, I loved being on stage. Like I'm a Leo, like, you know, we kind of are, we're kind of beings that we love the stage. Um, so I love dancing and I would say it was in a few within by the age of 11 or 12 that I dropped out of dance because Mm. I was ashamed of my body. Like it was only a matter of years that that messaging was driven so hard into me as I hit puberty. And some of the gals that I danced with hadn't hit puberty yet. I felt different. I felt, you know, like that I shouldn't be seen. And so that's kind of like, that was a pretty defining moment, like taking something that I Uh loved and opting out of it because fear of being seen. Oh, okay. Come on. Right. So now we get to this, there's this, just those images Mm -hmm. you think, uh, remembering who, who I was, Mm -hmm. I was this girl on stage. Like, let's, let's go give me the tap shoes. Let's rock this. And then turns into through your awkward stages. It's not just about, I had to wear braces and I was taller than all the boys in my class or something like that. It's no, there was actually messages around me Mm -hmm. that created this or exacerbated this already like kind of sensitivity Mm -hmm. that was probably going to be within me anyways, as a growing young teen um, highlighted all these things that created this fear of being seen. hundred percent. Yep which then you carried through. And then that's you on the, in the beach, wearing your cover up, this fear yeah. of being seen. How did that show up outside of the beach in the swimsuits? How does that show up in your personal and professional career as you sort of got going? That's the most important question because this is, and this is kind of where I help women in business is because oftentimes it, it is, I mean, it's always commingled right? I mean, it always Mm -hmm. starts from self. And so for me, I went on to open like a brick and mortar salon, but you would never see me in any of the marketing photos, you know, like I would Mm. never be the face of the business. Now, if you came into my business and we got to connect one-on-one hundred percent, I was going to be all up in your business. We were going to be best friends, but like to put my face out into the world, I didn't feel like I was pretty enough, you know, or smart enough, like all of those things. Well, let's just go into this first. You open a salon. You have this fear of being seen. You're telling me that there's this this physical like like barrier that you feel from being seen in the world. And yet, what am I going to do? You lean in toward into the beauty industry, right? Right. Just just open that up a little bit. There's a gap in that story for right. me of like, what was that leap? Well, how did you get there? Yeah, I mean, I told you my dad was a bodybuilder. He was a natural bodybuilder. My parents owned a fitness center when I was growing up. My mom was, um, like I said, always on a diet, but also Alex, I grew up in the South, <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> women acted dressed. Like I grew up in North Carolina, like thick country accent that I used to have. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, beauty was used to, yes, yes totally gone. To- I, yeah, I, yeah. I worked very hard now. I wish I hadn't. Cause I find, you know, Southern accents to be so like charming, but <laughs> But I used to, let's just say I used to add a couple extra syllables to every word. So, but I, you know, I think again, the, the people that were surrounded by it, you also have to remember, like I grew up with teen magazine. I grew up with 17 and teen magazine. There were not images of teenagers and women. Like we see today. I saw a Nike ad Mm -hmm. the other day with an amputee, you know, with a gal, Mm -hmm. actually not an amputee. She was in a wheelchair and I'm like, heck yeah, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. You know, we're seeing, uh, we're seeing humans of all shapes and sizes. Now I didn't grow up with that. It was all about like how much thigh gap do you have? (laughs) Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm digressing here with, with what you asked, but that just seemed, I was naturally being drawn, you know, towards the beauty industry because that's what I was being surrounded with. Well that, yeah. Okay. No, it it all makes sense. And you're right. It all does it all. It's, it's the environment that you grew up in that, that leads you towards this path that you also, yeah, there's this natural draw towards it. And I guess it's trying to figure out, which I think is where the story is going to go is really understanding, oh, this is why I'm in this. This is why I'm doing this work. And so as you show up, you start your own brick and mortar 
And you're like, yeah, I want to help other people look good, but heaven forbid I should be seen. Right. Right. Yep. And so were you seeing, were you helping people? Like what, what, as they come in and they're leaving, what was the the experience like for all those years? Yeah, I was for a while because, and the thing that really drew me to that industry was, you know, I just love how the beauty industry is always evolving and I love fashion and, and things like that. But I just felt like I loved connecting with women and hearing their stories. I mean, I loved hearing their stories. Mm-hmm. I loved giving them like a little slice of something that felt like a treat in their day. But what happened mm-hmm. over time, because I owned this brick and mortar for 11 years is I found myself real, just evolving as my beliefs evolved. I started to become uncomfortable with the way my fellow womankind was operating. Hey, you want something for free that's gonna help you with your speaking? Here it is. When I started out speaking, I had no confidence. Eyes locked on my notes or off on a wild tangent, fidgeting and pacing all around the stage. I wasn't getting asked to speak where I wanted to and I felt like I was wasting my time and my audience's time. So. You're booked for a workshop or a keynote and the date is fast approaching or you're hoping to land some speaking gigs as extra income and you don't know where to begin. If you don't get extra help, you'll be embarrassed, you'll waste your time and you'll lose relational connections. And I'm sure that you can be a more confident speaker and transform your audience. That's why I created the Make Speaking Magical video course. During my 20 years of speaking to crowds, I've learned five main tricks that helped me walk on stage with confidence and make sure my message sticks. I've been repeatedly asked back by event organizers, spoken at workshops about these tricks and coached individuals on putting these techniques into their talks to give them confidence before a nerve wracking presentation. So whether you're speaking on a big stage or on camera or on a podcast or around the dinner table, the Make Speaking Magical video course will give you everything you need to speak with confidence and transform your audience. And right now I'm giving away two modules of the seven module course for free so that you can learn to connect with your audience and then really put all this into motion to make your speaking magical. Go ahead, get two modules of the course for free right now just by going to my website alexstreet.ca you can find it there or find the link on my bio in my instagram hurry though because this is only going to be available for a limited time are you okay if i share with you kind of like the defining moment for me of okay (laughs) yeah so so the define. I thought we knew each other better right. than this. I I yes, please. I've been waiting for yes. it. <laughs> so, I mean, ultimately, you know, the type of salon that I owned, it wasn't a hair salon. We did all the personal services. So uh, Brazilian waxing, you know, spray tans, nails, things like that. So I had just finished like this really busy week in my salon. I had asked my team to send me photos of themselves. So I could put together this montage for social media. I got photos that were highly filtered. Like I couldn't even recognize them. I got, I don't feel pretty enough to send you a picture. And it just blew my mind. I was like, these are women that are in their early twenties. How can they be feeling this way about themselves? Um, And then I was coming across women day in, day out that I perceived and who were beautiful, funny, powerful, smart, like incredible women. But I was watching them lead with apologies Um, I'm sorry that you have to look at my fat. Um, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about that. And it was just a week of, we were so, so busy, busiest time of the year. And I'm driving to work one day, trying to pep myself up for pepping them up, you know, like trying to Mm -hmm, explain to mm -hmm. them that that's not really how it is. And this voice inside of me spoke up. I mean, clear as day. I just, I'm so glad that I listened to it, but this voice was like, Susan, if you want to see the women around you change, you have to be the change. It starts with you and you are mirroring, you are walking around mirroring the same self-doubt that they are. So it was kind of like, knock it off and it's time for you to lead. It's time for you to lead a message, a movement and amplify your voice on this because you've seen this for 20 years. And so that was the moment. That was literally the moment where it all changed. 
it's just so fast. You see, I just love how this story, as it's filled in, again, we've, we've really highlighted there's this seven-year-old girl that then gets this, you said, conditioned out of you and to this place where you have this fear of being seen. That shows up in a couple of moments. And then you're specifically running this salon. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to, but then you're also being like inundated with your team and your clients leading with apologies, mm-hmm. hiding themselves from you. And it all came to a head one day when you're like, you're like, you are, you are leading the way. Yeah. You are leading this movement of not being seen. Yeah. I mean, it was in that moment that the messaging in my salon started to change drastically. Um, where I started kind of sharing that message and talking about inside beauty and showing myself a little bit more, you know, and then within a year and I would say it was within a year and a half, I sold that business. I knew that my time was done and there was my purpose Mm -hmm. had evolved into something new and that I wanted to do this work. So how do you see now this work being different than that? Like, how is this now, you know, helping people are you so right. You go through from the shift of like, from hiding to confident, you know, from not being seen to showing up this idea of like, I'm sorry, I'm leading with apology. I'm, I have this fear of being seen or like showing up. Is that how people are coming to you? Are they coming to you in that place or connecting with you at least in that? Sometimes, sometimes. But usually it's, hey, I have a dream of a six-figure, seven-figure business, and I want to get there. But I know that our belief systems rule our actions. And so I know, um, because I've done this work myself, that yes, you can have those things, but it's going to be a really it's going to be a path probably of suffering and maybe not getting there as fast as you want to, if we don't address what's happening on the inside first. And so that's going back to these beliefs, these things that have been planted as seeds of doubt for us. Um, We have to expand our capacity. And that means doing that inner work before we can ever receive the things that we desire. It always starts with the being. So for the, the woman that wants desires, dreams of the six multi six figure, seven figure business. Uh, They've already got a, by all means, successful business as it is. And they're coming to you saying like, help me scale this baby. And you're like, great, we can do that along the way. Let's just talk about that 11 year old girl. That's, that's still in your mind. Mm -hmm. That is afraid to be seen because you're never going to be able to sell this product if you don't feel like you can show up or you're never going to be able to uh you know create a product and put it to market if you still feel shut down by your 11th grade music teacher yeah on your creativity and all that is like that's the kind of stuff that yep that we talk like there's this uh, assumed or like seen success it looks good Oh, but wait, you, to get to that next, to get to that next thing that you're really thinking about. Yeah. There's, there's something in there that, that we're going to have fun discovering that might be suffering by the way. I mean, it's all about removing the blocks, you know, so that we can, so that energetically we can vibrate at a higher level to attract in the things that we want, you know? And if we, at the root of us, if we do not believe that we are worthy, if we are not capable of unconditional self-love, then running a business will chew us up and spit us out. And I I say that from experience because I ran a business for eight, nine years by myself, Mm -hmm. never calling in any help with so many flawed beliefs about who I was and what I was bringing to the world. And, you know, all of that and all the things that happen, resignations, terminations, not meeting a client's expectations. You stack that on top of scarcity mindset or, you know, a mindset that's lacking in self-love and you will find yourself like I did on the bathroom floor, crying into your pint glass of wine <laughs> night after night after. I mean, I'm, I, I wasn't a drunk. I'm kind of painting that picture. I was not a drunk, but you know, reaching for things, band-aids. And ultimately that's what I was going to say to you is what I did before 
was I put band-aids on things for people. So the manicure didn't actually fix the problem. You know, the spray tan, the, the cellulite didn't actually fix the problem because nothing changed on the inside. Same thing with a business. Yeah. You, I grew a seven figure business without doing any mindset work, but what could I have done back then if I had had the mindset work and I had had the magnetic presence of little Sue's at seven years old. I, (laughs) that was both like almost deflating and also like incredibly like expanding, Mm. just asking that question, because I know that that question of like, what could have happened again in a deflating sort of sense can be a, ah, man, what did I miss out on? Like what, it could have been so much better. And that's simply not how we're designed to live this life is by looking in the past and, and, and wishing for what could have been, because there's an opportunity now to say, but like, look how I, like, when you think of that, what could have been then apply that to now. hundred percent. And you say, oh, but look at, look at me now showing up in that seven-year-old leotard. Exactly. I'm going to DM you. I'm going to DM you this picture of little Sue's when we're done. Cause I want you to see it, but yes, I, ha- I yes. have no regrets. I no regrets at all. But what I like to do is I, I like to, but I like the women that I work with. I like to fast track them around the mistakes that I made, you know? So I look mm. at my own story as a lesson of, you know, what's possible, but also if mm-hmm. we're talking about quantum leaps and things like that, we need this. We need the self-love. We need the confidence. We need that worthiness to really go the distance. Well, and I think that's the beauty to, to wrap this all, to bring this back to the idea of like jumping ahead in someone's story to their chapter 22, the value in reading from one all the way through is to see, like we just did with you, we got this sort of, you know, surface level Mm -hmm. journey to see the whole thing. You didn't just fall into this. You didn't just just win at this. This was work. This was shifts. This was crying on the floor. This was all of the things that the listener is also experiencing right now and wondering how come they have to do this when you didn't have to, Mm -hmm. when it looks like you didn't have to. And what we're saying is, oh, no, 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 honey. Like (laughs) I've, I've been there. And if I can make this 22 chapter journey 10 chapters for you. Right. Then that's, that's what we're doing. Yep. Or maybe 21. Right. It might not be that much shorter, but let's fast track this. Let me just teach you some things. Let me help you so that you can go through this as well and maybe go through it a little bit quicker. Yeah. And you know, as I'm listening to you talk, like that's, what's so cool about what you do, right? You, you Mm. help, we get to use our gifts to help people do it with maybe less time less energy output, less frustration, you know? And I think that's so cool about us when we do find what is our gift and that seed is planted and we, we can't stop thinking about it. That's why we have to go after it because it's most likely something that's going to make someone else or the world as a whole better. And Mm. so for me overcoming and getting to this place of confidence was about it not being about me anymore. It wasn't about me anymore. It was about my fellow womankind. And that's how I was able to move away from the fear of being seen, the fear of looking stupid, the fear of not being pretty enough. Well, I'm serving other people. So that doesn't matter now. And so that was for me, at least that's how I was able to, you know, move out of that. Which again, this is our Instagram conversation. Mm -hmm. This is for you showing up with intentionality saying, yeah, but it's not about me. So of course I can share this stuff because it's not about me. It's easy. It's that's it's at least clear how you show up like that because there's this shift Mm -hmm. that, yeah, it's not about me. And I totally get that as well. That's part of my story too, of lean of living for the audience's Mm -hmm. approval and shifting to this place where I go, Oh, wait a second. It's, it's not about them liking me. It's about them learning from me, them, them connecting with this. So my effort then is to say the most honest thing that I have, the most truthful truth that I have to share with the world and see who connects with it. Exactly. Yeah. So good. 
Phenomenal stuff. I love this. Um, uh, We just got to book a podcast every week so we can keep chatting because I was on yours last week. I love talking to you. Like I love, I love talking to you. You, you're just such a genius and the, the way you extract people's stories. I mean, honestly, since I've been introduced to you, you've gotten me more into watching storytelling and, and paying attention to it more. And I told you I'm Mm. uh, putting together an event right now. And you got me thinking from one of your podcast episodes about like, Oh, what's the story of this weekend that I'm going to spend with these women, you know? And that's just, Oh my gosh, it just takes like the planning process and creation to a whole nother level. That's so much more fun. It's It's like, it turns the spreadsheet into an arc. It like, it's yes. It almost makes you want to turn the page. It's, oh, I can see it all now. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, let's, uh, you know, somebody needs what you have. They're listening to this. They're like, oh my goodness, that kind of confidence, that kind of story to, to, to overcome, to come through that. That is exactly where I'm at. She is living the dream life. And I know that she can take me there as well. I got to talk to this woman. How do they connect with you? What's the best way to, to really get that conversation? Going? I mean, I look, I, my home base is Instagram, you know, home, home base is Instagram handle is Dame and heart. Um, and so, yeah, anybody that listens to this episode that got anything out of it, like I encourage you to send me a DM, just let me know. Um, I always say like, I'm sure you feel the same way, Alex, if you, if I put a message out into the world and it helps just one person and, and me hearing from them that that helped, oh, just makes my yeah. day. You know, I'm like on cloud nine. It? It's just like the validation of like, yes, I knew that somebody needed this, you know? So I, I if you've listened to this episode, like send me, send me a message. Let me know. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. Fantastic. You got all kinds of stuff going on. So, um, if, if people want to know about, you know, what, uh, what your Dame MBA and, and all this stuff that you're working on, uh, is there also a website that they should? Yeah. I mean, if they head to to my Instagram, like I I have my Instagram success blueprint course where I help people like build their Instagram so they can leverage it, monetize, you know, Instagram. And then my Dame MBA, I've even got some free, free things on there. My CEO success toolkit and planner, which helps people maximize their time and and leverage their energy to be really productive. So if they just go to the link tree on my, um, on my Instagram, all kinds of goodies and resources there. Party on, you got all this stuff, all the systems, all the things, and it's all coming from this pure heart and story. Suze, I am so, so grateful for you. Thanks for sharing your story, your wisdom, your love of Jay-Z, all of it. Uh, Just thank you for sharing your not boring story with us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation. So please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.